word-by-word meanings. Itihasa, histories, Puranani, the Puranas, supplementary Vedas, Panchamam, the fifth, Vedam, the Vedic literature, Ishvara, the Lord, Sarvebhya, all together, Eva, certainly, Bhaktrebhya, from his mouths, Sasrije, created, Sarva, all around, Darshanaha, one who can see all time. One who can see all times. All time. Translation and purport by his divine grace. You the Prabhupada. Then he created the fifth Veda, the Puranas and the histories from all his mouths since he could see all the past, present, and future. So this is a, the third statement from Maitreya. I could go back to the, he's so close to the beginning. I don't know when that was. Oh, it was just yesterday, I guess. It was read, Maitreya said, beginning from the front face of Brahma, gradually the four Vedas, Rig, Yajur, Sama, and Atarva became manifest. Thereafter the Vedic hymns, which had not been pronounced before, priestly rituals, the subject matters of the, re of the recitation, and transcendental activities were all established one after another. He also created the med medical science, military art, musical art, and architectural science from all the Vedas. They all emanated one after another, beginning from the front face. In today's verse, then he created the fifth Veda, the Puranas and the histories, from all his mouths, since he could see all the past, present, and future. Let's repeat. Does it help to repeat? It does. Maybe. Maybe it gets in there somewhere. And for me, all that other pile of stuff is, shouldn't be in there. Um, okay, so then he created the fifth, the fifth Veda. Then he created the fifth Veda. The Puranas and the histories. The Puranas and histories. From all his mouths. From all his mouths. Since he could see all. Since he could see all. The past, present, and future. The past, present, and future. Purple. There are histories of particular countries and nations and of the world, but the Puranas are the histories of the universe. There are histories of particular countries and nations and of the world, but the Puranas are the histories of the universe. Not only in one millennium, but in many kalpas. Brahma has knowledge of those historical facts. Therefore, all the Puranas are histories. As originally composed by Brahma, they are part of the Vedas and are called the fifth Veda. Om Ajnana Shalaka Tasmai
Shri Gurave Namaha. O the born and ardent city, my spiritual master, Shiva Prabhupada is open in my eyes with your total power and knowledge. I offer my faithful obeisance unto him and all members of Shri Parampara. Itiyasa Puranani Panchamam Veda Mishvara Sarvebhya Eva Vaktrebhya Sasraje Sarvadarshana. Then he created the fifth Veda, the Puranas, and the histories from all his mouths, since he could see all the past, present, and future. <clears throat> so, the Puranas. I was reading, uh, because this word, Itihasa, it's the first word in the verse, actually. Um, I was wondering if there's any difference in Itihasa and Purana. And uh, there's so many things on the internet now, and so there's many unauthorized places you can go to and read commentaries. And people are trying to be authorities and have some different opinion. So they will say these things. Um, I mean, it's good to be aware of them, I think, just because of the way people are and they, they act. Um, one thing I read that, and you know, you can, you can get on a line of thought and get carried away from what the Acharya has given us. But anyway, I notice in the, in the purport here, Srila Prabhupada states very straightforwardly, Ramaha's knowledge of these historical facts. That's kind of interesting because some of that history is going to take place afterwards. Rama receives the Vedic knowledge in the beginning, and he knows all the histories. He what well, he says he sees past, present, and future. So he's the authority for you know giving us the histories. But the itihasas, there is one distinction that it's said you can make between that and the Puranas. If I say the wrong thing, you can correct me. You know a lot of things better than I do. This <laughs> is itihasas. <laughs> itihasas, I'm just a beginner. I'm just learning. I'm trying to learn like all of you. Or I suppose all of you maybe. Itihasas, it said, are uh, told by people who are more in the same time of the of whatever history is being described. So like if you speak about something that has just happened recently, you have fresh knowledge of it and you can tell tell it more accurately. Whereas somebody who is in a distant part of the time cycles and they write about a history, then what they write may be, you know, skewed or even distorted somehow by their by circumstances, their mentality. So the Puranas are said to be a little different from the, the Itihasas and that they are, you know, sometimes spoken, like it said, of you know, different places in the universe from different times and as if that we can't rely on their authority. So it's just something for us to think about, you know. Um, another thing is that uh, what are called itihasas, or sometimes also called Puranas, or sometimes they're kind of mixed. 
like history, parts of the Puranas may be in the Itihasas. So it's kind of, <laughs> you know, it's something you could study. And like a lot of things in the Vedas, you could get lost in, in arguments about it and, and uh, you know, go different ways, say so many things, but from what we understand from all the scriptures that I, the statements of our authorities that Krishna appreciates someone who sits and listens to his representative. Essentially, is what it comes down to. You know, we can try with our mind, or we can argue, we can kick and fight, and not want to hear from the authorities. But someone who patiently hears, just sits in a humble way and hears from an a bona fide authority, and we can see who is the real authority. You know, we can see the Srila Prabhupada. You know, so, um, and we're so fortunate to just, we can see that, uh, you know, all these literatures were there, and Srila Prabhupada came with his little, you know, satchel, just that's what, I, you know, in the picture they show him getting off the boat, Boston with his little briefcase or whatever, like, and you just think, wow, he's got the whole Vedic culture in his, his little brain, in his little bag. <laughs> He's coming down the gangplank to give it to us. And, uh, you know, and he's going to pick what's important for us. So, uh, you know, out of the Puranas, and there's 18 of them. There's 18 Puranas. I brought a list of them because they're enumerated in the 12th canto, I guess, by uh, His Holiness Sri Dhananda Maharaj. And uh, some of them have different names, but... Um, anyway, there's 18 Puranas. There's six for the mode of goodness, or said to be executed in the mode of goodness. Four of the people in the mode of goodness. I'm not sure. And then six in the mode of passion, six mode of ignorance. Srila Prabhupada did quote from other Puranas quite a bit, um, especially like Padma Purana, Vishnu Purana. He, what is it? Brahma Bhaivarta. Yeah, he said that, that was a, a really important one for us, even though he didn't translate that for us. I think it has been translated in English, has it? Anyway, uh, a couple of things I know come from that, like, uh, well, the Srila Prabhupada brought out a lot that there are, you know, 84 lakh species of life you know, in the material world and and how by consciousness we evolve through through all these millions of species of life and we finally come to the human being, human form, which can understand higher things. And we can miss that opportunity, you know, to really so that kind of that all comes from Brahma Vayabharata, Purana. Um, another thing is that statement about Things, five things that are forbidden in the age of Kali, which is quoted in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Um, anyway, that's a more minor thing. The 18 major Puranas, according to the 12th canto, in case you're interested, are the Brahma Purana. Is there another name for Brahma Purana? Maybe they're the same. Yeah, because, uh, okay, I'll tell you why I'm wondering. Brahma Purana, Padma Purana, Vishnu Purana, Shiva Purana, Linga Purana. 
Garuda Purana, Narada Purana, maybe that's the same as Brihan, no, Naradiya. There's a Naradiya Purana also, I think. Maybe that's the same as Narada. Bhagavad Purana, which is Srimad Bhagavatam, Agni, the demon god of fire, Agni Purana, Skanda Purana, uh, Bhavishya Purana, Brahma Vaivarta, which we mentioned, Markandeya Purana, Vamana Purana, Varaha Purana, Matsya Purana, Kurma Purana, and Brahmanda Purana. So, um, The Brihan Naradiya Purana. That's where we get the Hare Nama Hare Nama Hare Nama Ayakavalam verse from Lord Chaitanya Deva. And the Adi Purana is also quoted from by Srila Prabhupada. And that's not in this list of 18. What is that? Um, anyway. I guess some of them have different names. Then we also have the epic. They have the Ramayan and the Mahabharata. They're also referred to as Fifth Veda. Itihasa. Huh? Itihasa. Yeah, Itihasa and Fifth Veda. Um, in the purport, this list of the 18 major Puranas, it is said the epic, epics or histories of Ramayan and Mahabharata, which are specifically recommended for the less intelligent classes, women, children, and unworthy sons of higher castes, Shudras, all of us are Shudras, it said, are also accepted as Vedic literature because they are compiled in connection with the activities of the Lord. Mahabharata is accepted as a fifth division of the Vedas after its first four divisions, namely Samayajur Yajur-Katarva. The less intelligent do not accept Mahabharata as part of the Vedas. The great sages and authorities accepted as a fifth division of the Vedas. Um, therefore, literatures like Mahabharata, Puranas, and other similar other literatures which are full of the pastimes of the Lord are all transcendental literatures. They should be discussed with full confidence in the society of great devotees. The difficulty is that such literatures, when discussed by professional men, appear to be mundane literature like histories or epics. Because they are, there are so many historical facts and figures, it is said here, therefore, such literature should be discussed in the assembly of devotees. Unless they are discussed by devotees, such literatures cannot be relished by the higher class of men. And uh, so I was looking around you know, on the internet for things about these Puranas, not knowing really what to discuss here, and I found different statements and then later on I wondered how important some of this stuff was for us and uh, but these statements that you know um, just to think that Srila Prabhupada picked the most important things he didn't know how much time as we've heard he had he was sick on the boat came he had a stroke in New York felt like he should hurry up. He made the Krishna book from the 10th canto before he even tried to, you know, translate the whole Srimad Bhagavatam. And 
other statement here is that, that we should hear these things from pure devotees in the association of devotees. And uh, we're really fortunate because you know, sometimes we recommend these books to people. I recommend them to my friends. Sometimes we send them through the mail across the country and say, you know, this is this book has the secrets of happiness. You know, I, we, have, we all have friends that are in the material world struggling and sometimes really suffering. We want to give them something. As it says in the Bhagavad Gita, there's nothing, nothing so sublime and pure as transcendental knowledge. It's the ripened fruit of all mysticism. And one who is practiced in devotional service can enjoy this this knowledge within himself in due course of time. That's the kicker. One who's practiced in, in devotion in the practice, you know, one who's how does it say it? One who's practiced in the something of devotional service. Anyway, you get the point. <laughs> um, so you can send these books to people. I send you know Srimad Bhagavad Gita different people and I think and they don't have anybody to talk to about it to study with it somebody in a house in Tennessee somewhere you know they've got Rathiatras now in, in Nashville so they have devotees I think they're coming from Atlanta up to to Nashville but Nash I know something on the back of the new back to God at Nashville Tennessee is on the on the list of dates for uh, So, um, yeah, so uh, it's difficult to understand the, the literature. Also, it's said in the, in the uh, Brahma Samhita, I think this applies, Vedeshu Durabham Adurabham Atma Bhakta Govinda Mari Krishna. Vedeshu Durabham. So, by the Vedas, it's difficult to understand the Supreme Person. The first part of that um, shloka is describing the Supreme Lord Govinda. How does it start? Advaitam Adi. Advaitam Some of them. Advaitam. What does Advaitam mean? Advaitam. What is it? He has no. There's no way to equal it, right? I think Shri Prophet says uh, um, one without a second. Yes. Something like that. Advaitam. Advaitam achutam. Infallible. Doesn't that mean infallible? Achutam. Advaitam achutam anadi. Without beginning, or he is anadim. Anadim. He's without beginnings. Original. Anantarupam means he has unlimited forms. Anantarupam. Anantarupam. Advaitam. 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 
Says by the Vedas, the last is by the Vedas. This is all hard to hard to know to just study the Vedas. But by bhakti, 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 by bhakti yoga, bhakti yoga is a science, and it depends on a person taking a humble position before an authority and practicing. Yesterday it was mentioned sadhana in our uh, nice class that Patula G, Patula Prabhu gave. And uh, so we've, we've been given the knowledge. That was, by the way, I thought really nice class that I missed on Wednesday by His Grace. <laughs> <laughs> But I was back in the kitchen hearing parts, bits and pieces of it, but I think it was ex explaining there something, you know, the importance of what Brahma is giving us because also the understanding is that we're here, we're lost in a little, little prison house. We're kind of like a maze, I was thinking. How in a maze, you know, with a really dense maze, how could you ever figure a way out? You might get lost and do the same mistakes over and over again. But if somebody is sitting over in the helicopter with a radio and tells you, oh, don't go that way, go this way, in a maze, you know? If somebody can see from above, they can tell you how to get out of that maze. Go this way, go that way. No, turn, no, don't go that way, turn here. So, um, and Lord Krishna, with his kindness, he sent us to this world to work out our problems, and he gives us the information. But um, we have to also be proper listeners, of course, as we've all heard. We have to be receptive listeners, 
and we have to to be receptive listeners in, in a situation that we're in with our backgrounds. We have to practice our way out of it. You know, we can't just... It's possible that a person can surrender immediately. One devotee jumped on me after class one time because I said that it's a gradual process of enlightenment, which Prabhupada says many times. But he's also said that it can happen in a second. Um, so both things are true. Generally, it doesn't happen in a second. We have to practice a, you know, what is it, um, path of sadhana. And we have to hear from a proper teacher. So these things are all part of the science. And uh, the other thing I brought was some uh, readings from uh, the importance of at least the Purana given to us, the Srimad Bhagavatam by Srila Prabhupada. If you'd like to, if anyone has any statements, please go ahead. Otherwise, I'm going to read a little bit from this Bhakti Bhai Bhagavatam. Go ahead. Uh, we know that Bhagavad Purana is not under any mode of any modes. Mm -hmm. These 18 Puranas are under the three modes. So mm -hmm. how and why this Bhagavad Purana is included in those 18 Puranas? <laughs> Is that we call it Amala Purana? Huh. We call it Amala Purana. Well, you're right. Bhagavad, Bhagavad Purana is not affected by the modes itself. It is transcendental to the modes. But it is for people in the mode of goodness at least to understand and to become elevated. I mean, as far as I understand, it's also said that liberated persons are attracted to the uh, stories of Lord Krishna, the Supreme Person, and they are also part of the Srimad Bhagavatam. So, so say your question again now. You want to try that again? <laughs> and another thing. Uh, Was that an answer? Yeah, yes. Okay. You were talking about uh, Garuda Purana, one of the 18 mm -hmm. Puranas, uh, and especially in Nepal, when mm -hmm. people die. Mm. For the 13 days, they have a special ceremony, death ceremony, and mm. they hear Garud Purana from the whole book, mm. where it says how the soul leaves the body, how he detached from body, where he goes, mm. how many days he stays in the hellish planet, in the court of Maharaj, mm. and how he again gets another body. Every detail is very nicely wow. explained in Garud Purana. Oh, that's so everybody, when they die, they hear Garud my goodness, that's wonderful to know because things like that I've actually wondered, you know, because I have, uh, you know, from starting in San Diego Temple in 2005, I've sort of heard most of the things in the Srimad Bhagavatam, and uh, some of these things I haven't specifically gotten from my ear. So I wonder, you know, because Srila Prabhupada speaks about those things, where do they actually come from? It's really wonderful to know where they come. You have a question? Krishna has created this place for us to kind of live out our desires and independently from him, and yet he's crea he created the, va the Vedic scriptures. So it serves as this, like like how you're saying, like he's guiding us out of this mood. It's like this navigational system to, if, 
like sincerely, we like we get to the point where we're completely burnt out by the material energy, and we sincerely want to follow and listen. It like gives us it gives us kind of direction to kind of to perfect our life to purify our existence in such a way that we're able to unbound us. It's able to unbound us from the entanglement of the repeated the, the, the cycle yeah. of samsara, and it's it's able to um, develop our love for Krishna and to go really deep in that, and so we can go back to him essentially. And so yeah. I just think it's like so beautiful. Like Krishna empowered, empowered Brahma to create this cosmic entity, yet he empowered him to create the Veda so we can get out. Yeah. It's like an escape to get out. Too. Yeah, no, that's so right. It's like, that's like the most beautiful thing that I've ever Yeah, these are all wonderful. And the, the cool thing, I'm sorry, the cool, you know, the beautiful thing as well about the Vedic scriptures, it has not been tainted with change or anything. It's completely preserved through the disciplic succession. So it's not like, it's, it's just completely yeah, thanks. That's good points. We feel loved and we feel in the right place, you know, by things like this. There was no treaty of knots. What, what was that treaty where they, Catholic organization, they got together in France or somewhere and had knots France and had this conference and decided what would be in the Bible and what would not be and what their attitude towards some of the things in the, you know, pretty much they, they decided what they wanted in the Bible. And, um, you know, things like reincarnation, transmigration. It's in the Bible, but it's very much, you know, kind of not much in there that would make you notice it much. You know, but that is so important to understand, you know, what is going on when we look at people or ourselves that we're going to be in a different body soon. We're going to, you know, and we, we have to know this thing that's going on and try to do something about it if we have human thinking. <laughs> so um, to be deprived of that is kind of amazing for religious people to decide to do that on their own independently, to take that out of the, the literature. So um, what was I going to say? Anyway. You know, Anybody else have a comment? Um, just there's some inspiring things I thought from this, the words, because Srila Prabhupada's, um, you know, the things that he did for us and the things that he said, a lot of it was inspired by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. And uh, so it's really amazing and wonderful to see what the added, what his teachings were, what he said, the statements he made how he felt about the different literatures, such as Srimad Bhagavatam. And so there's something I wanted to read here where Bhaktisiddhanta says, um, Srimad Bhagavatam propagates the impartial absolute truth. It is the most desirable object for non-envious devotees. Srimad Bhagavad Gita is curriculum for the infant class, whereas Srimad Bhagavatam is for postgraduates. Qualify for the postgraduate course, those who know nothing about spiritual life use Bhagavad Gita as the entrance exam. And he's going to say different things later, or at least he does say different things later, so don't feel, you know, we all need Bhagavad Gita, of course. 
Persons desiring to attain a master's or doctorate degree in spiritual subject matter are required to study further. Nonetheless, objective devotees do not discriminate between Srimad Bhagavatam Gita, Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. The variety of adjectives and grammatical explanations found in this world become beautiful at the lotus feet of Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam expounds the constitutional duty of the spirit soul and is directly an avatar an avatar of Bhagavan. No one can shake Srimad Bhagavatam even a hair's breadth from its unique position. I like that. Isn't that some statement? I mean, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur was so fired up. No one can shake Srimad Bhagavatam even a hair's breadth from its unique position. Srimad Bhagavad Gita is recommended for the infant class in the spiritual school as well as for new students who desire to enter the spiritual kingdom. Those who have become qualified, qualified by studying Bhagavad Gita and wish to attain higher spiritual knowledge can gain immense profit by properly hearing and studying Srimad Bhagavatam under a Mahabhagavat. Srimad Bhagavatam is directly the avatar of the Absolute Truth not to be measured by our blunt material senses. Whatever is rare and confidential is well protected. Srimad Bhagavatam does not reveal himself to godless people. And he further extolled Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhaktisattva If all the books in the universe were burned to ashes, there would be no loss if only one scripture remained, Srimad Bhagavatam. If millions of sinners of education disappeared, there is no loss if teaching and learning the Bhagavatam continues. It's interesting as it continues here. Um, it says that uh, Sri uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is Sri Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur's favorite book, said um, so. He says, there is no other book in the universe like Srimad Bhagavatam. So the Acharyas say, sometimes say things that sound contradictory maybe, and you have to just get used to that. Or you may hear things that sound like a little contradictory by um, different, different literatures, different, are there for different people. Like he, for him, uh, Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita was, was a favorite. It said in here somewhere that, that um, he read Chaitanya Bhagavat and Chaitanya Charitamrita 108 times, both of those. Isn't that amazing? To read something that many? Amazing. Sometimes they say that if everything is lost by Bhagavad Gita, is enough to call it like competition. Uh -huh. Yeah. That is quite important. So, so, now, so now we heard that if, if, if all the books were burned to ashes, there would be no loss if only one scripture remained, Srimad Bhagavatam. 
Now listen to this statement by Saraswati Thakur. If somehow all the books in the world were destroyed, leaving only Srimad Bhagavatam and Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, mm. the people of the wor this world could still achieve the ultimate goal of life. Even if Srimad Bhagavatam were lost, leaving only Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, there would be no loss to humanity. For whatever has not been revealed has not been revealed in, in the Bhagavatam is found in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. The absolute truth is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the combined form of Radha and Krishna. The absolute truth is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the combined form of Radha and Krishna. Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita is his sound incarnation within which is found the divine mystery of Radharani's divine status and glories. Therefore, can there be any doubt concerning the supreme status of this transcendental literature? Um, this is a nice uh, thing in here. This book is so amazing. It's got so many. If you, if you have time. I mean, we have so many things to try to read and just get a hold of. But, you know, Research done by His Holiness Bhakti Vikas Swami. Amazing. Anyway, it's it's nice how you know, repeatedly Srila Prabhupada would these little things would happen, and Srila Prabhupada spontaneously would react to something and show his where his mind was. You know, always uh, transcendental on Krishna. So it says once there was an earth tremor caused by. Um, which causing the adjacent Ganga to overflow. This happened after he stood up from giving a lecture in some place called Munger. Munger. I don't know where that would be. He said the water soon receded, after which Srila Saraswati Thakur said, In due course, Mahapralaya, devastating floods, will inundate the entire universe. He was relating, he was just thinking. This little flood had come up and then the waters receded. But he said, in due course, the uh, devastating floods will inundate the entire universe. If you attempt to survive by swimming in that deluge, then do not neglect to take hold of Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, and Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Or if you cannot hold all three, then release Bhagavad Gita. If necessary, you may also relinquish Srimad Bhagavatam. But under no circumstances release your hold on Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. For if this one book remains, then the flood can do no actual damage. Because after it has subsided, the message of Shastra can be revived from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita alone, it being the essence of all Shastra. So, anybody have any comments about all that? 858. Huh? I'm not qualified. I've heard that before, so I, mm. I've thought about that before. And also, when you're reading the Chaitanya Charitamrita, it's filled with Srimad Bhagavatam verses. It's filled with Bhagavad Gita verses. Yeah, that's true. And like some of the most important ones that tie into Lord Chaitanya. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Meditation on Krishna's pastimes. Yeah, thanks. That's a good point. A lot of the important things from the Bhagavad Gita are recited in there.
for us. So. Only talks about Krishna in devotional service. Chaitanya Charitamrita. Mm. Mm-hmm. That is what Prabhupada said in Chaitanya. Postgraduate study. Postgraduate study. Then you say rough. Advanced study. Yes. Advanced study. Yeah. <laughs> 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 